Okay, this is the Star Wars Episode 7 The Force Awakens spoiler cast. If you have not seen Star Wars Episode 7 The Force Awakens, do not listen to this episode. We are going to spoil everything we can think of in that movie. So, once again, this is the spoiler cast for Star Wars Episode 7. This is your first warning. You'll get another one when the show actually starts. Alright? Enjoy the show. Special edition, ladies and gentlemen, this is Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens spoiler cast. So, if you have not watched the movie, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, do not listen to this podcast, because we are going to spoil everything that we can think of in the movie. Again, this is your spoiler warning for Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Alright, now if you're still listening to this... And you haven't watched the movie, we are no longer liable because I'm giving you so many chances right now. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna even put another probably uh, intro before this to say that this is a spoiler cast. So no one get mad. Just no one get mad. It's your fault at this point. All right. As always, I am not alone. <laughs> did I introduce myself? I did not. I'm Jordan Pollock, but I'm not alone. The director and improv comedian Sergio Lopez is here. Sometimes. I hate feel of sand. It's coarse and it's rough. Very deep. Hashtag deep. The ambassador for the PC Master Race, uh, Cody Franklin, is here. Deep in my balls. <laughs> Eloquent. So bringing that one back. And the Australian Thunder, Shane Carpenter, is here. We're going to have to add thunder and lightning. I want to be the Australian thunder and lightning. The, Australi- thunder. the Australian storm? Australian storm. Very the nice. Australian El Nino. The old, there you go. <laughs> the El Nino from Australia. That's topical because we're, we're based in Southern California where El Nino is hitting us. Yeah, and we're all going to die soon. Um, <laughs> the El Nino down Inyo. I... <laughs> Mm. Yeah, you know, Sounds like a crazy sex move. Speaking of crazy sex moves, The Force Awakens is a movie that just came out like three weeks ago at this point. Whenever you're listening to this, well, when this is going out, yeah, I mean. We're, we're recording this weeks after the movie has come out to give people ample time to watch the movie. At least yes, that's the yes. story we're sticking to. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we might as well just uh, go around the table and, you know, everyone give their general thoughts on the movie. You know, I'll start. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie. Granted, I'm coming from the perspective of, of a person who has only watched the six movies i haven't i've not not even tried to go into the expanded universe stuff i've never watched any of the cartoons no christmas specials nothing i've I only going off of the movies and i love the movies oh, not so much the prequels but i love the movies so that that's that's where i'm coming from and i really enjoyed the force awakens 
Uh, Sergio, you go next. Um, I liked it. I saw it three times. Uh, I thought it was good the first time, and then incrementally, as each time, I started to appreciate it more for for what it was. Um, and that's that's my basic thoughts for now. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cody. Uh, I think this is one of the first movies, possibly ever, that I legitimately was just giant ear-to-ear grin during the movie. Uh, I, at one point, when the X-Fighters, X-Wings, whatever you call them, came flying in at that uh, you know that scene that you guys all know about, when the Resistance shows up, oh, yeah. I legitimately <laughs> said out loud, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was I was more than a little uh, little hype for this movie, and I was very very happy to see how well it turned out. Um, there's issues here and there, and we'll talk about that, of course. But uh, overall, very surprised in how well it was done. I shouldn't say very surprised, but I feel like a lot of Star Wars fans, I guess, especially people like me who were heavily invested in the expanded universe, were kind of tentatively excited, worried about how it was going to turn out, so it was beyond all my wildest expectations, so. Woo! Alright, and Shane? It was moving. <laughs> Alright. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> it, it, it was a good movie. Um, but I think I probably had more issues coming out of it than the rest of you guys. Some of them have been assuaged by time away from it, but I just there's stuff that bothers me. Which is good. I mean, we we have a we have a great dynamic going on here. We we have we have Sergio, who's a who's a film guy. And he has a director's mind, a filmmaker's mind, so he can. Some would say a beautiful mind, uh, where I hallucinate that the FBI is after me. Yes, uh, he has talked about this numerous times before, but we I'd had to I had to cut it out of previous podcasts because it got you know real weird and dark and kind of sexual. But anyway, uh, Cody is coming from the perspective of a person who's you know uh, invested in the expanded universe stuff. Uh, Shane is a bit the most dubious about the movie. And Me, keep I'll... in mind, I have actually watched like the cartoons. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So I'm a little more in the know-how about the expanded universe stuff. Yeah, which is good. So you kind of have, you know, Cody, expanded universe stuff, likes the movie. Uh, Shane, expanded universe stuff, dubious about the movie. You have more problems with it than the rest of us. Me, I'm just a dude that enjoyed the movie. (laughs) So let's get into this. So um, might as well just start right at the beginning, right? Uh Um, So... uh, you know, a long, long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. Yeah, you know, the song plays now, and the, the the scrawl thing goes up, and and the first thing it tells us is that Luke Skywalker is missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like, what do you guys think about the 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 opening uh, uh the opening scrawl thing? Honestly, yes, I thought the opening scrawl was perfect. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. No, I yeah. seriously, I thought it was the best scroll of this whole series. Um, and I'm specifically talking about the scroll. Yeah, uh, it gives you plot point, plot point, plot point. No politics, no nothing. Just like, all right, Luke's gone. Leia's looking for him. Republic's helping him, and bad guys want him. Let's go. 
And then that's what we did. Uh, just so you guys know, we uh, uh, the reason why I say this is because uh, recently, within the past week, uh, my group did an improvised Star Wars. So we had to practice an improvised scroll, and we did it, uh, and we looked at all of them, and we noticed that the simpler ones were often the best because it got the plot moving. And the reason why the prequel trilogy was like immediately was just a kerfuffle was because of like you could tell as soon as the scroll happened because of all the extra stuff that you didn't need to know and that you didn't know what was going on anyway through those scrolls this one was loose gone um we need to find him uh so i was like okay good that's all i need to know it's just simple to the point there you go so this is just specifically the scroll cody how'd you feel about the scroll it's a scroll like, I've never been one of those people who was yeah. like, oh my god, the Star Wars scrolls are the greatest thing ever was. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's just, it's, it shows up before the movie, and then the movie starts. That's yeah. it. I mean, yeah. I pretty much agree with what Sergio said. Like, uh, I think it was pretty good. Um, in getting you right at, at the heart of the things and whatnot, um, I, I guess I'm a little torn on and wanting to have gotten a little bit more backstory in it, I guess, but at the same time, Sergio made some really good points. You know, just just keep it short and simple. It yeah. works, you know. If if nobody wants to go see a movie and then be like, Oh, here's a fucking novel right before you start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's true, so alright, let's get into the movie. <laughs> So what you're saying is, before every movie, they should re- replace the scroll with the with the very long narration, and saying that that explains everything. Voice by know. James Earl Jones. Oh, okay, I'm in. That would work. No, no, I'm <laughs> in. I am in now. <laughs> uh, so Shane, how how do you feel about the opening scroll? It was fine. It was a scroll. It's a scroll. But yeah. it opened the movie. It told you what was happening. It was not. It was not written wish- on papyrus. I, I wish there was more to it, but like Cody said, it basically turned into a novel, and nobody wants to read a novel before you watch the movie. Which is why the yeah. prequel one, prequel scrolls were kind of problematic. Cause yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Immediately, so episode one scroll was just like, oh, there's trade negotiations and blah blah. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> no, I, it's not. <laughs> I I will I will say I thought uh, they could have. Probably started with a better sentence than Luke Skywalker is missing. You know, yeah. I, I kind of feel like nah. it, kind of, it just kind of hits you right in the face. Like Luke Skywalker is missing, and like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're not going to see him. <laughs> I, I, uh, I actually disagree with you because I think that that's the stakes right out right away. So then you just like, okay, that's that's the MacGuffin. That's what we want. MacGuffin's yeah. a film term for what everyone, what the whole, all the characters in the movie are searching for. Yes, MacGuffin, named after Stanley MacGuffin. He mm-hmm. was this old uh, filmmaker guy that he, he created this term to go along with uh, a bunch of movies. Like, oh, what's the main thing that everyone wants? Uh, the MacGuffin. And everyone looked at him like, Stanley, did you just everybody name everybody wants me? <laughs> everyone wants me. All these women, I keep beating them off with sticks. Like, stop it, girls. You can't have me. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, Luke Skywalker is the for MacGuffin. You, a little MacGuffin for you. Mm-hmm. What you say oh, that Luke Skywalker is the deus ex machina? No. Uh, oh, no, no, that. not at all. I would not say that. I wouldn't say that. Do you think he will be? Differently. No. Mm, no, I, I don't think he will be. A deus ex uh, machina would have been happening if in the last fight he suddenly showed up. That the, would have been a deus ex machina. Do you know who the deus ex machina of the movie was? Jar Jar Bing? 
when he showed up? Ray. Uh-huh. Ray is the deus ex machina of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, even but, in that well, sense, she's still not... She, well, yeah, she is, but like she's not as intense as she could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's not Matrix bad of a deus ex I mean, machina. But we'll get into that a little yeah. bit later. Uh, I mean, I just want to say some early versions of the script had her straight up. Like, she was the one who destroyed star killer base and everything like she just ripped it apart with the force i was like <laughs> and people were mad about her already yeah. <laughs> like, i would have loved people to have seen that version really <laughs> all right so we'll uh, get into that yeah so okay don't scroll so uh the first main character that, I, that we actually meet is poe dameron who is the great the best fantastic the best, the best starfighter like of the, the sleeper resistance. hit okay because like nobody talked about him or anything before no. the movie came out. He's my favorite character. It was all about character. Finn and Ray on the posters and the trailers, and then this badass yeah. pilot comes yeah. out of nowhere, tries to snipe a Sith dude with a laser gun. No fucks given. Is this oh, the part where he Starfighter blown out. You know, he takes out like 16 ships at the same time yeah. later in the movie. That guy was a sleeper hit hit. Not only that, but he has like a great wit and like yeah, roguelike style to him. He was my favorite character. Uh, oh, I yeah. wish I wish I would have had more of him, um, but I can't wait to see what he does in the next ones. But he was my favorite one. So 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 how's this work? Do I talk first? Do you talk first? I talk first. You, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That I, I, was, like, I, I kind of agreed with Reddit on that point where it was like, at first you go. Oh no! Is this whole movie gonna be like weird, funny lines? Like wanna be funny lines like that? Uh oh! But thankfully, it didn't turn out that way. But in the context of the full movie, yeah, that was a great line. It, it, it was totally fan. his character. Yeah, yeah and he also the line directly after that was like, "I can't hear you because of the you know whole." <laughs> if he if he would have said if he said you were born in the Sith, <laughs> I was. <laughs> That would have been great, like because he I even said see like because of the until I was already mad. Yeah, <laughs> you know I feel like at this point we should just talk about the characters rather than the entire <laughs> plot of the movie. Yeah, that might work now. a little bit. Well, let's yeah. talk about okay. characters first. Yeah, yeah. So st- staying with Poe for now, like I I really enjoyed Poe. I I really wanted more Poe in that movie because like every, every time he was there, uh, who's the actor is Oscar Isaac. You guys realized yep. that yeah. he was supposed to die, right? Oh yes. yeah, hundred percent at the beginning. Yeah. Right at the beginning, he's supposed to die. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's why I'm glad that he's there because originally what happened is that JJ was like, "Hey, so you're gonna die?" And then he's like, "Oh man, I would really like to be in the whole movie." And then they just broke off for a little bit. Then he came back. I fixed it. You're in for the rest of it. He's like, "Dope." That's literally what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like sweet. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, I always but, love stories like that about like characters in the Star Wars movies. Like Samuel L. Jackson in Mace Windu was the same kind of thing. Where it was like he was supposed to be a small character, and then he was like, you know, what? I'm no, you're gonna make put me in more of it. George and George was like, okay, and then he's like, I want also, a purple lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> Give me he's a like, goddamn purple no, lightsaber. Nobody has a purple lightsaber. He goes exactly. That's why I want a purple one. So when all those Jedi are fighting, everybody can see that one's me. The so. L in my name means lightsaber. <laughs> Samuel <laughs> Lightsaber Jackson. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, I really want more Poe. Granted, uh, I know in the novelization they explained what happened to him after uh, Poe and Finn crash land on Jakku. 
because he's just gone for like yeah. no reason. Yeah. <laughs> but, Man, uh, those ships really fall apart when they crash. I mean, right, good Lord, he ends up nowhere near yeah. the rest of it. He's like on the other side of the planet. I do want to say a little surprising when he pops back up. Yeah. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I do say I do want to say that I really liked the bromance between him and Finn. Yes. Oh God, yeah, it's so yeah. great. It was like instant the amount, chemistry. The amount of shipping online for those two is just astronomical. People want a gay romance between those two so much, and I don't want that. Not because I don't like gay romances; it's just that level of bromance is so perfect. Yeah, I really want faux Damafin to happen. <laughs> and he he gave him his name. Yeah, you know what? I don't fuck FN187. No, it's Finn. You got yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah I, I like that. Finn. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. He made him into a man. Mm. In more ways mm-hmm. than one. More ways mm-hmm. than one. I like one of my favorite ones is later on when uh when they meet back up again later in the movie and he's got Poe's jacket, and he's like, oh, they got my jacket, and somebody free-framed that moment, and he's biting his lip, like, mmm, <laughs> but <laughs> caption, that moment when your friend looks yeah. really good in your jacket. <laughs> like, I have that, that picture jacket. on my phone somewhere. <laughs> but that bromance oh. is just so perfect. They're, when he sees Poe later, and he's just like, oh my god, Poe! <laughs> Yeah, and they like they almost kiss. Like I'm like it's gonna happen, but they don't do it <laughs> yeah. because they're like, no, we can't. Not not here, not in front of everyone. And of course, when Poe does his you know super badass, oh yeah, I just casually took out like 16 Tie Fighters in a row, and he's and Finn's just like that's one badass pilot or whatever he says because I yeah. can't exactly remember. It's like we I don't know who that is in there, but that guy's cool. It's like I, wink, wink. You yeah. know who you do know. That's motherfucking Poe. Yeah. Uh, they totally listeners. want to do each other so hard. <laughs> podcast listeners, uh, Sergio's doing some real weird stuff with his mouth just now. He's imitating that lip bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it got crazy. He got, it was like a Sarlacc pit. Um, so Poe, Poe's a cool character, and he gives mm-hmm. uh, Finn his name. So let's talk about Finn now. Well, give me a second, real quick. God damn, when that, I, I know Cody mentioned it earlier, but man, that shot where he just takes out like 10 guys in, yeah, that in was really flying. Cool. That's okay, we can continue. Oh, actually, no, let's, let's continue to pull a little bit because he destroys Starkiller Base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that too. He's just like, oh yeah, there's this tiny little breach. No problem, I can do that. Because I'm fucking Poe, man. Nothing stops Poe. I just want to say, I appreciate. I'm Poe Goddammerin. I just want to say that I appreciate that um, that you know in the scroll it said he's the best pilot, right? Yeah. Uh, and in all the other films, they say, "Oh, these guys are great pilots, the best or whatever," but they didn't really show it. This one really made a point to show <laughs> this guy's the best pilot. Yeah. When we said he was the best, we meant it. We, Here's we a scene of him kidding. shooting twelve Tie Fighters down in a row. We're, we're gonna send. I think a it fleet. was twelve. I think Reddit counted it, and it was twelve. So. We're, we're going to send a fleet of 50 X-Wings to attack Starkiller Base, and we're going to leave with only six. But one dude's going to destroy everything. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. You only really needed to send Poe. The rest were just there for, you know, distractions and whatnot. Basically. <laughs> Shoot at them instead of me while I do all the work. <laughs> he's, he's basically the Star Fox to everyone else's Slippy. I mean, much. the thing is, like, he's pretty much as good, if not better... 
than Luke, and he doesn't even need the Force. He's just yeah. that good. Oh my god, <laughs> that's true. Like, Luke only pulled off destroying the Death Star because he had the Force. Poe's just like, I got Han Solo, that's all I need. Or, or what if he's only that good because he had, he had uh, BB-8 with him the whole time? That's true, BB-8. He's alone. The, the black fox of the movie. Nobody really thinks he's all... He's just a droid. He's nothing yeah. special. And then, surprise, motherfucker, he's going to save the whole world. Yeah, Hold on, let's, let's talk about BB-8, because I freaking love BB-8 so BB-8's much. Best. Oh my gosh, BB-8's adorable. For just a weird ball droid. Like, Yeah. Don't ask me how he works. Magnets or something, I don't know. <laughs> Science. Because he's real. BB-8 is a real moving he's one of those real machine. Boys. And it's 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 insane how it, my favorite my favorite uh, BB-8 thing was uh, when they're at uh, uh, Maz's temple. You know, Ray's going down the stairs and BB-8's like falling behind her. But <laughs> if you watch BB-8, like looks down, rolls down, looks down, yeah. rolls to go down the stairs. It's I haven't so seen adorable. So much personality in a robot since probably. The only like thing that comes close is like Claptrap from Borderlands, and he has a voice on his side. They pulled this off with no voice, just beeps. Yeah, and apparently he doesn't even have like a clear face. It's just like a little thing. <laughs> and uh, apparently they had two people voice BB-8. Uh, um, oh gosh, what was his name? He was a guy in, in Parks and Rec. He was uh, uh, he played Aziz Ansari's friend that they partied and stuff together. Oh, John Raffio? Yes, John Raffio. Like, he's the voice of BB-8. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love BB-8 that much more now. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. I think it was him and... Yeah, his and, name is Ben Schwartz. Yeah, Ben Schwartz and John Heater, I believe, are the yes, voices John of BB-8. Like, <laughs> think about that. <laughs> it, it's, so, it's so random. There's um, lots of really great, like, random cameos, too. I mean, the, the one that everybody was talking about was, you know, Mr. 007 showing up. Oh, yeah, so on the second time, I specifically listened for his voice, and that was him, for sure. That, yeah, cool. No, yeah, it, <laughs> that is definitely him. And everybody I wants, like, a like a spin-off movie of him and his story. <laughs> oh, there, there's a Stormtrooper that I really want a spin-off for, and that's TR-8R. TR oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wants on him. Well, he's dead, Come though. On. He's, I know, I'm so sad about that, but he's a goddamn badass. Yeah. He's just like, he hey, you really traitor. And traitor he's like, throws away his shield, like, let's fight. Like, for how re- many people see somebody with a fucking lightsaber and don't even blink? Just like, it just pisses me off even more. Yeah. That was, like, so awesome. Like, just to see... The, one of the one of my favorite parts about the film is how intense the traitor aspect was. it, it was with Finn. And, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, with Kylo Ren and that, but and and, and like it, it felt true to me when when uh, Kylo Ren yelled "traitor" because uh, just because of like who the order is and all that stuff. So I thought that was a cool thing that they kept bringing that back up. But anyway, really quick, BB-8, the thumbs up. Oh, the thumbs yeah. up! That yeah, so the thumbs up was great. That was That's so gonna become good. one of those those moments in like cinematic history. I think. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I'm gonna ship them, <laughs> Finn oh and BB-8. I love BB-8 so much. Like, who would have thought that this would have been the most charming thing? Everyone was so scared for another Jar Jar Binks. 
and people seeing them in the chair like oh, I don't know I hope they don't mess this up and then he's like the most one of the most lovable things ever made yeah I, <laughs> I just want to hold him in my arms forever use him as a pillow tonight he probably weighs like 300 pounds but i don't care <laughs> nothing can start nothing can stop our love uh the one thing i want to say about mr badass taking uh the stormtrooper that you guys were talking about yeah i can't remember his name but uh it, that's one of those weird kind of plot holy things in the movie though for right. me that that popped up every once in a while it's like why does this guy just happen to have a weapon that can take on a lightsaber? Like, there's all the, like, it's one of those things where if you, if you, again, if you look at the stuff outside the movie, yeah, you understand it more because apparently that was one of the things is like a lot of people were issued, apparently it's a riot baton mm-hmm. and it just happens to be able to stop a lightsaber and it's like a standard issue thing. But if you watch that scene, he's literally the only dude Using on the it. planet with one of those. <laughs> you, want, you want me to tell you something right quick? As a filmmaker, I did not care. I thought that what? was an awesome moment. And yeah, I was like, just like, do it. So let me, let me give a, before you go, before, I'm going to let you go. But before you finish, let me, let me talk about one <laughs> of the other great, greatest films in the world. Inception, not Inception, Interstellar. All right? A lot of people had problems with that film um, because of plot holes also. But what you have to do with that film is you have to take a step back and let things be because it's not about the overall little things. It's about the, what these moments are trying to create. So in that sense, with that, with that baton guy, it's like he's, we're just trying to put a badass moment there. So it's like I accept it. I don't need logic for yeah. why he's doing that. I, I thought about it in, in two ways. Well, first and foremost, I had no problem with it because it's it just badass. I saw this dude. He has a shock baton. Like, how is he able to stand up against a lightsaber? Oh, there's electricity and stuff rolling around the the thing that they're hitting with. So maybe that's what's protecting him from the lightsaber. I don't care. This is a cool fight. <laughs> and and my, my other thought was... Yeah, this is the only dude with a shock baton on the entire planet. This means <laughs> exactly. that this is his one job. And he, he, it was his time I've been to training shine. for this my whole life. He's like, this is my time, traitor. Throws away his shield. <laughs> Let's fight to the death. <laughs> and in the end, he, he doesn't even get... for that one specific purpose. And yeah. what's worse is he didn't even get taken out by Finn. It was just by a like a, a cross bolt gun thing. Oh God, the strongest, the strongest handheld weapon in the movie. <laughs> I want to say uh, real quick, though, I, I, I agree with one of the major things that uh, Reddit was saying is that that scene, I think, would have made more sense if it was Captain Phasma. Yeah. Instead of just a random stormtrooper. Uh, then it would have explained like why this person is trained to fight people with lightsabers and whatnot. We don't know yeah, if Phasma is trained to fight people with lightsabers. Yeah, but she's she's supposed to be... This elite person, so... I'm Which, still... I mean, that's one problem with her character as a whole, I, though. She doesn't get I, a whole lot of screen time for supposedly being such a badass. What's wow. the, she's suffering the Boba Fett effect. Boba Fett had the same thing. He was on the screen for two seconds, and people were like, Badass! And then he was a letdown when he finally got the fight. That's true. <laughs> uh, but I feel like in this movie, uh, Shock Baton's trooper was, was the Boba Fett. Um... And for the record, JJ was like, hey, guys, I know you're super excited about this chrome trooper, but hang on a second, okay? She's not in it yeah. for that long. And people yeah. are like, <laughs> and but it's, it's a, a woman! Yeah. We have to I see feel, I feel like chrome trooper. She's, 
got to show up in the next movie or something. No, she is. She's not dead. Yeah. Not yeah. Dead. Like, it'd be real weird if she was just gone forever. She well, really that's, yeah, that's the weird thing. She, she's, so, she's so little in the movie for somebody who's very specifically yeah. a, a major person, you know, supposed to be a major person. You don't chrome out a stormtrooper for well, no reason well, that's, and hire yeah. a major actress yeah. like and that's the thing. Christie. And that's True. the thing. None of the villains died in this film. That's the thing no. to keep in mind. None of them died. That's Which is true. Cool. I like that's, that. that. That's really cool. Yeah, you yeah. don't you don't get that in movies very mm. often. I was really scared that they're gonna do a whole lot of Darth Maul crap to people. It's like, oh, he's a super cool badass. Oh, he's dead. He's gone forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate that. It would have been they... horrible. Yeah, if Kylo had just yeah. been killed off right there. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Hux ran away. Uh, yes, he did. That yeah. the second in command went and got Rilo, and uh, we all know for sure that uh, that the Chrome Trooper Phasma is still alive. Yeah. Uh, r- real quick, back to Shock Trooper. I, I would have liked that there's just like one scene where like after the battle's over, Finn like walks over to his body and like looks at a serial number, and it's like FN one eight eight or something. Like, just, <laughs> just like a number. Oh, it's gonna be TRA. Dash R. Originally, yeah. they they shot a thing where he where like uh, he where, where they actually rec- where he recognizes him. There was a there's a hmm. scene shot where FR eight whatever recognizes Tra- Finn traitor. Yeah, recognizes traitor before the traitor part and then follows him. Yeah, um, so that would have like, been cool. I would, that would have cool. like something like that. Just, but otherwise, we just have a real bad stormtroopers yeah. like f this. There's people dying around me. I want to fight this guy with my baton. I want to make it <laughs> noted that we're talking about characters in the film, and this guy technically wasn't a character in the film. <laughs> he was, and he not. just he was but just he made, too badass. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's he's a badass. That's he's all cool that matters. <laughs> and the and the weird thing is too is that the armor made him look like a kind of like a, a bulky dwarf fighting Finn. Um, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Especially when he's swinging his thing around. So, like, yeah. I, I kind of laughed a little bit when they were fighting, um, just because it, it looks kind of silly. Because he looked like a chubby dwarf. Um, not that that's funny, <laughs> but it was. And you know, and, and and the thing is, he looked like a dwarf, and he was taken out by a bow. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Getting that fantasy. How do you guys feel about the fact that it might have just been? A second cameo by Daniel Craig. He played two different stormtroopers in one movie. Why not? <laughs> Was that, Why is, not? That, is, is that true? He did play a stormtrooper in a different part of the movie. So no, I, yeah, yeah, put it I know which part it is. But I was just like, if that would have been him twice, that would have been great. That I, I'm just guessing it was him twice. I don't know, you know for sure if it was. That's uh, what it's going to be in my head. Yeah, speaking of cameos, uh, Simon Pegg's cameo. Did yeah. not see that. Did not see it coming. Yeah. Did not know that was him at the time. Yeah. Uh, he was the junk dealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simon Pegg was Quarter the junk dealer. Portions. Quarter yeah, I did not, Half I did not portion. know that was him at all. <laughs> Misa Cosisa. Eh, eh, eh. Although that quarter portion seemed pretty big for. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, that space just, bread. That's just for one that day. That space though. bread was awesome. Yeah, I'm on some space bread. Is that real? Like, was that real? Oh, I some, saw. Some I, like food company needs to come up with that because yeah. that's a huge missed opportunity. Yeah, oh I, me and my filmmaker thing. Like, as soon as I saw it, I immediately broke it down and know how they made it. But it's like, it's like, but that's the magic. People don't realize it. So, but like in my head, every time I every time I saw that afterwards, it's like I know how you did that. Um, so it's fun. 
But see, I really want them to actually make that in real life and sell it with blue milk and be delicious. Yeah, or at least exactly. I, I imagine it'd be delicious. It probably doesn't taste good at all. But <laughs> whatever. Yeah, Luke, Luke Skywalker never finished his glass of blue milk in that in the mm-hmm. cantina. Oh, maybe it's because it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh, it's blue. I would have rather gone back to his house where they had normal ass white milk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to no, that's, I'm sorry, you're mixing that with the pus from his uncle Owen's dead body. Uh, that's what that was. Got it. Sorry. That's what he was pouring in his bowl that morning. All right, moving quickly back to main characters. Let's let's talk about the traitor Finn. I loved him. Who, he, he was who's great too. Personally, my favorite character. Are we? Not are because, we? Gonna, are we talking? Not because he's a black dude, but because he's a. Black are we talking dude. about? But, uh, <laughs> can we talk about theories with him? Sure. Yeah. yeah why not? Sure. Okay. Let's just talk about him in general. First. Right, let's talk about him in general. Yeah. So theories are involved with him if we can. Yeah. 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 So so Finn is, FN. believe it or not, FN one eight seven. I think so. Under- undercover cop? Nope, that's not one eight. It's not one eight seven because that's that's the. That's the <laughs> you're, that, you're talking about the cop uh, sign for uh, for murder. For murder. Yeah. <laughs> one eight seven on a mother sublime uh, callback. Whoa. Yeah, it's FN's. I don't remember. <laughs> but FN Finn, something. Yeah, Finn. He he was a he's a stormtrooper. He was a kidnapped at birth. And raised to be a stormtrooper in mm. uh, with the First Order. Yeah, they're kidnapped uh, when they're babies. Yeah, so this is, uh, of course, a departure from the clone troopers, because there are no clone troopers. Well, there's still, nope, there are still clone, clone troopers. troopers. I was they about to say, I want, I, want to, I want to just acknowledge the, the dig at the prequel trilogy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when, like, when they mess up and the main people escape, and then Kylo is just like, what do you think we should just get? We should replace you guys with some clone troopers? And then uh, Hux was like, well, no. We're the best, all right? Don't you worry. He's like, all they right. were kidnapped at birth and raised to be soldiers. Mm-hmm. They're not some <laughs> yeah. test tube babies. He didn't say that, but Hux was real mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Finn was raised to be a stormtrooper. But then uh, when we first meet him, it's his, it's his first time out in the field. And he cannot handle seeing people Talk get killed. Talk about well, a know. first mission. Like well, no. First time ever out. Doing something for and the record, the entire village gets slaughtered. That yeah. would fuck yeah. you up. Yeah, but for the record, he was in sanitation. Okay, before this, true. Mm-hmm. So also oh, he's seen true. some crazy shit, but not literally, this crazy you, shit. Literal <laughs> crazy you shit. People die before. You're literally just like a janitor, and someone's like, "Here, take this gun and get on this ship and kill and innocent like, people." Whatever, and then you li- and you land, and then there's fucking Kylo Ren there, and you're just like, "Oh shit, it's Kylo Ren," and then. He stops a laser bolt in fucking midair with the force, and you're like, "What is going on?" And then they they tell you murder everyone. I I completely just like I, I, I empathize with his character so much yeah. because I feel like he is what a normal person would be like yeah. in that in yeah. that universe in that situation. Just like, he, yeah. what the fuck? This is crazy. That's the thing. He <laughs> is the most relatable person there in the whole movie yeah. because he's like ah what and not only that but for the first time in the Star Wars movies he doesn't he can't speak other than English he cannot yeah. speak robot or chew, or uh or um uh, Wookie. uh, uh I was going to say Chewbacca Wookiee excuse me uh gross uh he can't speak <laughs> any other languages besides English so it's like I thought like that's really great yeah uh, yeah 
And, like, let's not forget that Finn witnessed Kylo Ren cut a man in half with a lightsaber. Yeah. He, just, he cut his face. He didn't cut him in half. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he cut him in half. No, he hit him in the face, and that's when... Uh, uh, his Vance, face came off. Vance, yeah, his face came off. <laughs> yeah. I just but, thought, uh, I liked his acting so much because... You, he, me, I mean, he, they didn't tell him... A lot of actors, I feel like, a lot of directors, I mean, would have taken a character and an actor like Jean Boyega and said, you, know, you need take out the fanboy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. clearly that didn't happen with him and it made his character so much better and so much more relatable because, yeah. you know, he has so many scenes where it's just like, oh my God, this is awesome. This is crazy. You know, and, and that's the kind of stuff that I feel like in a, a, if it would have been a George Lucas movie, if this was a prequel movie, that kind of emo- raw emotion would have been no. Get out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, do yeah. you mean? Do you mean any emotion? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Burn. Yeah, like you guys were saying, Finn is, is the most relatable character to me because, again, you know, I'm I'm not uh, as well versed in Star Wars lore as the rest of you guys. So, like, as all these things are happening, I'm thinking. Yep, I'd be losing my goddamn mind if I've seen all these people get killed. This dude with a lightsaber slashing another man, seeing a bolt shot from a gun stopped in midair by something that I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then and then I crash land on, on this on this desert planet. The guy that just saved me is, is gone. I have no idea what's going on. I'm so thirsty. I'm going to drink this disgusting water with this giant elephant monster. <laughs> I just want to say and, it was and hilarious. That, and that, exactly, that scene right there. He's such a goddamn badass because he goes through all of that. He's he's li- literally dying of thirst and he sees a woman getting harassed and he doesn't even think. He's just, I'm going to go help her. Yeah. You know, but in that's, like, I, somebody is getting yeah. treated badly. I got to go help them. But in that same situation, directly after that, she uh, she beats him up and then she looks yeah. at him and then she's <laughs> yeah. like, her eyes are like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> And then she just starts running after him. It's so that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And then like, again later in the movie too, he does the same thing when he when he sees her getting kidnapped. You know, how many people in the Star Wars universe would normal everyday Joes like that would see a fucking Sith, you know, lord kidnapping their friend, surrounded by stormtroopers, taking her onto a ship, and just say, "Fuck it, I, I don't care. I'm gonna charge right in there." Literally no. no one. Literally no one. Yeah, Finn, no fear is what he is. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you have you seen the movie? Because almost every scene he's like, but in a fun way. In a fun way. But when it comes yeah, down yeah. to it, he's pure of heart, which is why he's going to be using the Force. <laughs> no, see, I don't think he's going to use the Force. But I don't think so either. He's using it just... because they've already put clues into this film. I don't want everybody to end up being a Jedi. No, it's yeah. just Everyone. it's just gonna be no, it's just gonna be them two. No. Yes. No. no I, I don't. I hope I, not. I I don't think Finn's gonna have the Force, but I I, think I disagree he, with you guys. That's fine. Which is fine. I, I feel like it downplays his character. A no, lot Shane. A lot of fuck his achievements, you. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of his achievements are what? badass things because he's just a, ra- a random dude. Yeah. yeah like, you know, when I, you make I, him a Jedi, it takes a lot mm-hmm. from that. I like the idea that it's going to be Snoke and Kylo Ren versus Mm-mm. Luke and Rey. You nope. know, like I like two two on two. It's going to be than... Snoke, Kylo Ren, and the uh, the the his. Knights of Ren who are all going to die in the next movie. 
No, they're not going to die in the movie. <laughs> yeah, like half of them will. Half of them will. The, they're going to appear in the next movie, and that's when everyone lose. That's when the good guys lose. I'm just, <laughs> that's I'm just the end of that movie. So I just want to say immediately. Uh, I'm imagining that all those weapons that they're holding light up. Uh, they're all weird lightsabers. Nah. Oh, I want them to stay Kylo, Kylo, Ren, Kylo Ren has the broadsword. One dude has like a like a like a sit like a scythe or something. That's what I mean. Like I think they're all gonna I, well, a scythe saber. In my opinion. <laughs> I would think that would be cool. I know you guys, some of you guys don't want that, but I think that would be cool. You can't take away my Dark Souls aesthetic, Sergio. It's a Damn you. Have, have you guys seen the new uh, lightsaber toys? The build-your-own yeah. lightsaber toys? Mm-hmm. Guys, that's what, they, that's what they're going to have. That's what they're going to have in the next movie. Just the toys, not real lightsabers. So, someone's going to have a cestus of lightsaber plates. I like how when the first teaser trailer came out, everyone made those funny memes about like all of the things coming out of Kylo Ren's uh, yeah, exactly. saber. Now yeah. it's that toy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, so here he's, me and my friends got to talking about Finn. So obviously he's, he's the son of either two people. Um, which, is, which is, I hope that's not the case. Which yep. may be the case. <laughs> but go ahead. The most likely is Lando Calrissian. Calrissian. Because, I hope that's not true. Because Lando is just the bomb. Uh, yeah, so no, he needs to come back. How would he's going to be back. He will be back. Yeah, he's in two of the three films. So why would you you're, not have him back? Alright, Sergio. Wait, you're exacerbating the thing that I hate about the movie right now. What's that? So do not continue down your thoughts. <laughs> what? I hated all the old stuff that they brought into the new movie. I'll tell hated you, I'll, it. I'll get. I'll get to the. I'll get to the one of my points. One of the old things that I hate. I enjoyed a majority, but there are problems in that. That was the reason why I was very hesitant to really like it the first time around. But I'm with you, I, and eventually I forgave most of it, but not all of it. I really don't want Finn to be related to, to Lando. I really don't want I just to want... I don't want any of the characters to be related to anybody else. Kylo? Yeah. Fine. It's done. It's over. You already know that, he's that's, related. That's actually yeah. necessary. Like, but everybody yeah, else? Kylo necessary. See, I would rather... I would rather Rey not be related to anyone, but I really yes. want Finn to be related to, Ky- to <laughs> Lando. I don't want Rey to be related to anyone, because it's way too easy to say she's a Skywalker. And yeah. and it, that's but, just like the whatever. But it's I think she's... too easy to say that 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 uh, uh, that Finn is a Calrissian. It's a I, that's why, yeah. That's I'm why, sorry. I'm that's sorry. That's racist, Finn, racist, Sergio. Okay. That's why. <laughs> that's no, racist. That's, that's why Finn is actually. Like, there's a, literally two black people that's in why, all of yeah. the pre- previous movies. So of course the black guy in this movie has to be related. <laughs> maybe that. he's related. Only maybe two he's... black people who apparently exist in this entire galaxy. Maybe which is Lando true because there's only two. Is Mace Windows grandson and. I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, first of all, Mace Windu, was uh, because of his purple lightsaber, always implied he didn't dabble in the dark side, but never went on it, and he stayed with the light side. So, who's to say that he didn't completely go stick with the Order? Well, mm. there's somebody no. in the Order who's in, who did the nasty and was still a Jedi afterwards, so... That's what I mean. Like he still he could have yeah. done it because a lot of I, people will argue against like if he's a Skywalker, does, isn't he a Jedi? He should he should be abstaining from sex. So uh, I, I, I the I will, old Jedi, the new Jedi, the Jedi. they like yeah. the old yeah. Jedi. They, 
physical pleasures are okay in this. Luke, this Luke don't know those rules. Yeah. He doesn't know those rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, I would, I would, I would actually kind of dig it if uh, Finn was related to Mace Windu, though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Can you, I, I'd be way more fine with that. Could you imagine a, a, a Force Windu ghost, just like? <laughs> I'm your father. <laughs> no, not even I'm your father. Just like, do it, bitch. <laughs> I'm tired of all I'm just imagining Sam Jackson I'm yelling I'm motherfucking... Oh, <laughs> the one reason, the one thing I will say is, is, is there is a part of me that does want Finn to be Force-sensitive. Maybe not actually be a Jedi, but at least be Force-sensitive. Yeah. Like, like Princess Leia, just so that that moment where you know, when they get to the planet and he admits, like, actually, I didn't work on the shields, so I was just a janitor. Yeah. And, and they go, well, then what are we going to do? And he's just like, oh, I know, we'll use the force. And Han's like, like that's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> I just, I want him to end up being force sensitive just so that w- it helps explain how he so easily convinces Captain Phasma to put the shields well, down. Well, that, yeah, and because that's then, not... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So because then maybe the idea is he secretly was using my, Jedi mind tricks without him knowing, mm-hmm. and then I just want, like you said, a ghost version of Han Solo at the end going, shit, that is how the Force works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's not the only instance of him uh, uh, potentially using Force abilities. There's There's the fact that he was super good at shooting down TIE fighters for the first time. You know, like, that's an instance. Uh, uh, yes, it is. He didn't know how to do that. He said, how do you work this thing? And he's like, just da-da. And then he did it, and he was surprised. And especially, and then he also did it in the Millennium Falcon. And, he did uh, the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So then when him and Ray meet each other in the middle, they're like, how did you do that? How did you do that? I don't know. I don't know. You know, they both had the same uh, reaction. Um, and then, of course, I, I, there's that. So, like, of, I feel like, of course, he's going to be uh, it, because they've already hinted at it multiple times in this film. Oh. I get what you're saying completely, but I'm a, I'm torn on it too because I feel like yes, it gives an explain. I I like what you're saying because it gives an explanation for why these characters are able to pull off seemingly like crazy stuff. Like like you said, you know, he yeah. he's never been in a turret before and he just manages to shove everything down. But at the same time, I don't like that because. It, it turns the force into a catch-all for. Can I explain it? The force did it. It's literally yeah. Yeah. magic. <laughs> you know? Well, it, that's, it that's is. True. That's why. That's well, why he's gonna have it because it is magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like anything that happens with any character that we can't easily explain. Well, of course they're force sensitive. Just mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Well, just like a little Ma- bit too easy of a cop. It's out just for like Maskanata says. The force is in everything. Just like Yoda says, it's in everything. So yes, that is the that is exactly so, what's happening. We- I want I want to bring this back around to uh, one of the problems that I know I had and with a lot of people had with this movie, and that's the fact that Acts two and three are basically just a retread of A New Hope. The whole movie so, is just a retread of A New Hope. It's a please no, see the, the whole, pictures that I sent. The whole movie is a retread <laughs> of the three films in combination. But mostly no. heavily yeah. the first one. It's, yes, it's, there's, most, it's mostly a new. Hope. No, there's mostly yes, it's all, it's mostly the new hope, but it does have aspects of all three of them. Yeah, uh, Han and Kylo. That's that's Empire. Yes. Um, uh, Han Dynes Empire, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, I just, I just want to say okay. So since it is kind of a retread of a new hope, what if we find out in the next movie, the last movie, whatever that. 
Finn and Ray are brother and sister. <laughs> They're separated at birth. Finn was sent to become a stormtrooper, and Ray was sent to Salvage Planet. Yeah. <laughs> you know how amazing that would be? Because, you know, they kind of have that, that kind yeah. of chemistry together, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like Luke and Leia it's in the, the It's the no-no chemistry, because you don't want babies from that. Because it'll come out with four legs and four arms. And and then Ray ends up with Poe. It works. It all works. Or Finn ends up with Poe. Whichever. But yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so like you get like you, you mentioned, one of, one of my one of one of my biggest uh, or uh, uh, Finn ends up with Han's body. Uh, one of my biggest uh, comp- uh, problems with the movie is is those last acts. I, I do have a problem with that. Specifically, the introduction of another Death Star, and call yes. it call it whatever you want. It's a Death Star, and even it Hans is. admits it. He's like, "It's a Death Star," and he's like, "It's not quite." And he's like, "It's a Death Star," and then there's like, "Yeah, but no, but it's bigger." He's like, "Well, then we'll <laughs> blow it up," and you know, it's yeah. almost like making fun of that. And but yeah. either way, even if they knew it, they were, that's what it was, they shouldn't have put that in the film. And if they did, yeah. they shouldn't have blown it up. They should have it, left it like malfunctioned they should at the very least they should just blew up the that one thing and then just it just forces all the stuff to pour back out of the energy to just pour out of the planet rather than have the whole planet explode again just like we have too many it's the third one like we don't need any more I just feel like like just that idea in itself is that you know guys guys uh, we've tried to make Planet Destroyers twice before and it didn't work. What should we do this time? Let's try it again. Then it worked this time. Third time the charm. <laughs> but spoiler alert, it does actually kind of work. So. It does. It does. But I, have, I just on. love that scene though when, when when they have Leia and everybody get the resistance and they have the map and they're like, yeah. Well, we have one problem. This is how big it was before, and this is how big the new one is. I'm like, yeah. if it didn't work the first time, just make it bigger. Yeah. Another, yeah. another just such, such classic, like, evil thing. Yeah. Just make yeah. it bigger, it'll work this time. With regards <laughs> of that new Death Star, another thing that I had that I, I had a problem was with that they they didn't really... There really wasn't... Uh, billions of people died, sure, but there really was no <laughs> yes. impact with the characters. Yeah, because yeah. we had no idea who any of those people yeah, were. No, and uh, yeah, the, that's one of those yeah. things where the lack of of context mm-hmm. within the movie itself, yeah. explaining what what just happened, yeah. it, it, I will say is one of the major faults. One of the movie. one of the scenes cut from the film was uh, in, and uh, I'm just gonna say it's Coruscant, but in that Coruscant looking planet, all right, yeah. there is a black woman who walks to the closest uh, to the balcony. Uh, the reason why she's uh, in front of the of the frame is because she was a character introduced earlier in the film and she interacts with uh, Leia uh, and she has like this whole talking section with Leia and they cut that part out. So um, maybe that might've helped if that was still in the film. That would have literally been explaining what she, you know, who she was and what she was doing there. And by context, what that planet was because, and and why should we care uh, that it's being exploded? (laughs) There's like one, I think, the only thing I can remember, there's like one passing mention by I think Kylo that that is the capital of the Republic. Yeah, they yeah. they totally that, destroyed other than that the one Republic. mention. There's like you have no yeah. idea what this planet is or, or what yeah. that system is. Yeah, you so, you didn't feel what it was, and it and what it should have been is like they just killed the Republic. 
They just yeah. murdered. There is no more Republic. Now it's just the Rebellion. And now they actually are a Rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> Again. And yeah. that's exactly what it was. Like, yeah, it was a master strike. Because if you know the backstory of, like, you know, how the Cold War has been going, like, the Empire got its shit kicked in seven ways to Sunday in, you know, since the last movie to now. Like, they've been getting their asses handed to them left and right. They finally sue for peace. Everything's kind of okay. The public's not really worrying about anything. They leave, you know, they have one small, small-ish, but big-ish fleet at the same time. Not a massive thing, just this one fleet that's centered at their home planet. And that's it. The Empire doesn't have anything. Then you go, okay, now this makes a little bit more sense why they put all their eggs in one basket, because they don't have a whole lot of money anymore, or forces. So, like, shit, well, we can't exactly just shit out a bunch of ships. Let's build a giant laser again. Just, <laughs> and then again, yeah. you know, you understand why it was so important that those planets were blown up because that's all the Republic really had either. So, yeah, I, I think if you don't know that stuff, you don't really realize how much this movie mm-hmm. is kind of even in the odds in a way. You know, it, it's kind of like the opposite mm-hmm. of A New Hope in that sense, yeah. and where A New Hope was very much the Republic or the Resistance, yeah, you know, bringing the Empire down a peg and making it easier for them to fight. And now that's the opposite. The Empire is the one on the outs now, and now they're the ones who just fucked up Republic's Day. So that's yeah. one thing that I'm excited for in the future movies is that we're going to get They better to see... not introduce another Death Star. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. This time it's you know... going to be bigger. Yeah, this one's now it's a star-sized one, you know. Now, now, <laughs> now it's two Death Stars. Yeah, I, At I'm the same exci- time. I'm excited for... The you know potential now to actually see like legit mm-hmm. knock down drag out fights in the future movies. I yeah. yes. we've never really gotten to see that much mm-hmm. in the past because it's always the underdog yeah. versus the big guy. And now it's two evenly matched guys who are just gonna mm-hmm. have to just beat each other down for you know seven rounds until somebody finally gets knocked out. Yeah, so yeah here's it's, it's, it's like. I'm hoping it's going to be like the last fight of Metal Gear Solid 4 between Old Snake and Liquid Snake. You know, just two old men just fighting each other until <laughs> neither of them can move anymore. So an, another thing, for me personally, I feel like I feel like the pacing may have been just a little too fast. Um, and JJ's known for making quick, smooth movies. And, and that's his thing. I just wanted more, ti- more time for certain moments in the film, um, which might help with the, the impact of certain things. So like like with that star system getting annihilated, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, like if they would have just given more time t- to hear what people would have to say, or or like given more time to show people grieving Han's death, you know what I mean? Because there was no time at all. It was just boom yeah. boom boom. Uh, Leia was just like ah whatever, and then uh, <laughs> Chewbacca's just like oh, fuck whatever. Um, yeah, I mean he cried that one time, but then he's like oh I got no one to well whatever I'll find someone else. Hey Ray, what are you doing? Uh, and then there's that part where, like, they land and then Ray, Chewbacca, uh, you know, exit and they and this is after Han died, right? And Chewbacca yeah. just walks right past Leia <laughs> when really yeah. they should be <laughs> hugging each other like our best friend of over decades, you know, has died. And instead she's like, I'm going to hug this lady that I've never met. <laughs> yeah. Ray yeah. and Leia never met once. Well, and that was another plot hole, too, is, that, you know, the end when they get on the ship together, you know, Rey and Chewbacca, they made it very clear, 
she doesn't understand Wookie. So how the hell yeah. does that work? No, she did. She didn't understand Wookie. Yeah. yeah. Did she? Yeah. No. Earlier in the film, she she understood a couple. Like she responded really quickly to him, but which is enough to imply that she knows. But it's not like overstating, like overstating. But anyway, I, you can be. She's a Jedi magic. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. I, I feel like, I feel like yeah. she just had like a, a, a cursory understanding of Wookiee because like yeah, something like that. Like it's basic. Like like when like when Han tells Ray like oh Chewie likes you you know like Chewie didn't tell her that he Chewie had to tell Han so Han could tell her mm. you know yeah. like so uh, so I, I think we should we should move into more of our problems with the movie especially Shane especially. Uh, I was gonna say Ray, but <laughs> no, I want to hear. What, yes. I want to hear everything Shane wants to say because I'll probably yeah. agree with a lot of what he says, and uh, I just want to hear see where we're at. All right, and I'm probably not. <laughs> All right, so um, I think the main problem that I have with the movie is I think that it would have been a way better movie if it didn't have the characters from the old movie. If it was completely devoid of the old characters and was focused entirely on the new characters and gave them their own story, like, you can still involve the old characters, but I think that the movie was leaning way too heavily on using them as a crutch, kind of. Especially with Han being a main character. Yeah, yeah. especially with Han being a main character, I think they're just trying way too hard to cover themselves and be like, well, we don't know if our new characters are good enough, really, to be taking over this franchise, so let's try it out for a movie and then see how it goes kind of thing. And it's like, you shouldn't have had to do that. I think all the new characters are great. I think it's less of uh, let's try it out and more of a uh, uh, more of a uh, uh, what's the word um, financial move in the sense of like oh marketing move more in that sense less of like let's try putting them in here for for story reasons what? it's it's more like we want to get the old who are we gonna get the old in here oh, we're gonna get the original trilogy so we'll get the old people um, and then we'll get the new people with the new people. Everyone recognizes that, so it, I think it has more to do with marketing, yeah. which, which is, is unfortunate. Which is fine. I get that it's a marketing decision, mm-hmm. but I also think that it really negatively impacted the movie. See, this is where I'm going to completely <clears throat> disagree with you, Shane, because to me, yeah, I feel here. like they barely use the people from the old movie. Barely? Hun- really? Hun- the pivotal point in oh, the movie oh, is based on the main character. I'll kill you. Han is the main character of this film. You. Han is the main character, yes, but only Han. They barely show Leia, and Luke doesn't even say a goddamn thing in the whole movie. Which is <laughs> he shows stupid. up at the end and just looks stoic. No, I I like how they use Luke though. I like I yeah, think no, I did yeah. I think Luke was I mean. honestly they the best. They barely used way. anyone but Han. I think Han, I could have done I without Leia, you, but yeah, I could have done know. without Leia, and I think Han should have had a lesser role. But, but um, okay, Cody, you yeah. say that. Tell me if the movie would have been any different if they'd taken out those characters. If you took out Leia, I could see taking out Leia. But Han, I, I feel like it would have been missing something. I, yeah. I will agree, though, with Sergio, though, where he could have been reduced a bit. 
Uh, he was it was a little heavy-handed of him, especially in scenes and here and there, like uh, you know when he when he picks up Chewie's bowcaster and just starts popping fools left and right. Like that was a completely unnecessary. Scene. That was yeah, that was unnecessary, <laughs> and it didn't really make sense. Going hmm. Han's known Chewbacca for what, like sixty years at this point. How's How have you not shot that guy? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting pretty old, and I'm probably gonna die in the next hour. Let me try this out. <laughs> Gra- granted, the, the the first time uh, uh, Han actually picks up the thing is after Chewie gets shot, right? Yeah. yeah. When they're in, when they're in but the all, ship. But so, all his... So, oh, he can't hold his gun, so let me take his gun and shoot it. Like, that's yeah. pretty fun. Like, yeah, true. Because he's never really had a reason to to use I'm the bowcaster. No, him and this is a super and... unique weapon yeah. that your best friend has for, like, 50-plus years. You've never tra- test-fired it. <laughs> never. All right? It's not me, no. That's, that was a little weird, but it was their way yeah. of kind of... They had to ham... It was a little ham-fisted, mm-hmm. but they had to... It did yeah. serve a purpose of explaining just how powerful mm. the bowcaster was. So when yeah. that moment with Ren, Kylo Ren comes later in the movie, you realize you know just how badly he got fucked up. Cause yeah, which we're going to talk about Kylo Ren in just a little bit. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying yeah. you know that it, at least it did serve a little bit yeah. of a purpose. But I just feel like yeah. him he, him being so like oh wow this is neat guys did you know this was really powerful was a, l- a little bit on the nose. And I do yeah. I do have yeah. to say with Shane that um, in the context of like old stuff being reused that was the biggest just the the idea of the same beats really hindered it the first time because um it like i predicted the whole movie you know what i mean and it's like well oh yeah same here that's this yeah. this is it this takes out the fun in it um and that's why like i smiled at the references because nostalgia you cannot smile yeah. at nostalgia um but besides that you know i mean like i i was like honestly I, like the first time i came out i was like it was good i mean you know it like honestly, honestly, I like I enjoyed a, a, a little bit more the the uh, uh, what's it called the Hunger Games movie that came out. I just saw it over the weekend, and I enjoyed that because it was unpredictable for me because I didn't want to read the book, and I was just like, yeah. oh dang, they're making these choices and all that stuff, and I can't predict any of this stuff. And it's you know, there's some brutal stuff happening in there, uh, and it's without me knowing. And I enjoyed that aspect versus like. Yeah, this is this is happening exactly as I can figure it out, um, and the, and that's why I liked the new stuff so much more because it was new, it was unpredictable, yeah. and I really enjoyed what they were doing with new things, and that's what I think that's what Shane's getting at is yeah. that they were yeah. the new things yeah. were well, so yeah, yeah. good. I can agree with that completely. Yeah. Like I I feel like the characters though they mm-hmm. didn't use that much, but the, the plot definitely. Yeah. I think we all four of us here agree. That it like you, like I think Shane said it earlier. It's basically a new hope, but done again, yeah, you know. Yeah, I just want to know more about the galaxy. It's, that it's a, yeah. yeah, and and yeah. that was the weird thing. Thirty, I think it's supposed to be thirty years between this and the last movie, and they yeah. don't tell you really anything about how it's changed. You no. know, I, I, I feel like J.J. Abrams was so terrified of making the mistakes that the prequel trilogy made of getting a little too heavy with politics that he kind of overcompensated and didn't give us, like, any galaxy building at all. Just, let's just straighten the action and go. Well, yeah. to, to and, be, and when you have yeah. that much of a gap in a major yeah. universe like Star Wars, you've got to do more to, to, to his To his defense, 
I wouldn't do this movie if someone paid me a billion dollars because of that same fear. I wouldn't yeah. want to be. I, right. I wouldn't be resp- want to be responsible for making another Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where I, this is where I want to jump in about um, why I, why I disagree with 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 what Shane you were saying about um, using the old characters and stuff. And I felt like that's a necessary thing because, for one thing, this is going to be a lot of people's very first Star Wars movie. So a lot of the problems that we're that we're bringing up, like it, the whole thing being a retread of A New Hope and kind of the the first trilogy, uh. Is is something that would bother longtime fans, but someone who's never seen Star Wars before, mm-hmm. th- this is all completely new. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so cool! No wonder people love Star Wars so much. Yeah, and then it's it's like, and uh, then the whole thing with Han being the main the main character, it's like that's a necessary thing for the plot because it's like, hey, here's a guy that everyone loves from the original trilogy. We're gonna kill him now, so you guys <laughs> have to you guys have to accept that these are the new. These, this is the new cast yeah. without Han there. I, I like that. Yeah, it is a very symbolic, you know, uh, uh, killing it's off like of a, the old guard and, and introducing the new people. Yeah, it's like passing the torch. Like the old characters are still chest. around. <laughs> passing the lightsaber. Two of them are. Uh, Leia will probably die in this next one, and then Luke will die in the last one. Yeah. I, I guarantee Leia's part is not going to be any bigger than what it is. In Force Awakens, because she is not that necessary. I hope not, because <laughs> she could barely talk in the mm. film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's the it's controversy that I'm sensing that with with her is that a lot of people thought, oh, you know, she they got too old, and she no, no. no. The problem is her plastic she surgery. Talk. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but I feel like at the same time, I I dis- I I liked the way she portrayed the character because. To me, like, yes, it's her plastic surgery and she's getting old and whatnot. But at the same time, she's been a general fighting a guerrilla war for, God, like, you know, 40, 30 years. 30, 40 years now. <laughs> she's seen some shit. <laughs> and, and Carrie Fisher has seen some shit. So, in that sense, I liked how she was portrayed. You know, I, I feel like Hollywood has all too often a, a desire to have every female in a movie be nice and pretty and, and pristine and perfect and that's not how Princess Leia should have been shown and that's not how she was shown. But she should be yeah. able to move her face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Even old people can move their face. I'm not yeah. saying that she's so old, she's ugly, that she should she should look pretty so she can move her face. I'm saying the plastic yeah. surgery preventing her from moving her face, you know I don't mean to. I don't mean to make a dig, but that was really distracting to me. It's not the I'm fact sure. that she was I mean, old, yeah, I, but the I, fact I she had no control you. over this. It's true. I mean, yeah. look at Harrison Ford. He's much older, and like everything's moving on him. Yeah. Like, Harrison Ford's like the only actor who can portray angry and like surprise and happy yeah. at the same time. Because <laughs> yeah. like half his face is doing one emotion, the other's doing another. <laughs> Which, and I have to say, like this is. This is the first time I've seen Harrison Ford like really act act in a while. Yeah, because he was back. To, I mean, that was his you know first role. I mean, he literally Star Wars was his first thing. Star he was Star a Wars carpenter. Made him. He was a carpenter just working on the in the background during yeah. one of the um, script readings. They needed another person to fill in for the Han role, and they were like, "Hey, you, you're come here. You read these lines," and he fucking killed it. Yeah. And they were like. <laughs> You're hired. You want to so. know why he was so good at acting this one? 
is because he was stoked that Han was going to die. Uh-huh. Yep. Because he yeah. hated playing Han. Uh-huh. Yep. It's it just like how much he hates the question, who would win in the fight, Indiana Jones or Han Solo? I don't care. Han. His, just, he, he no, first. his answer is F you. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he hates that question so much. Um... Since we're talking about Han, though, and he has a pivotal role being stabbed in the goddamn chest by Kylo Ren, who turns out to be Ben Solo. Uh, let's talk about Kylo Ren. If I may, because I know, yes, I, you may. I really enjoyed how they just let that information out into the wild without making it a big deal. Yeah, I really enjoyed his yeah. like. So your dad's here, uh, Han Solo, and then you know they didn't they didn't do that. Your father. Dun, I'm, dun, dun. I'm your father. You're my son. Yeah. You yeah. are my yeah. son. Or whatever. Yeah. No! That would have been like the uh, absolute last straw I would have had with the film. I would have been like, no, yeah. thank you. Just stop. Yeah, so so a lot of people view Kylo Ren as a, as a emo bitch. And I don't agree with that. I, I, don't, I, I just don't... I just don't <laughs> agree with that. Because... I don't know, Kylo Ren, is, he's the most conflicted and nuanced character in the mm-hmm. entire movie. Like, <laughs> and, that, but, and that's the thing, I, I feel like a lot of people miss that. Like, it goes over a lot of people's heads, and, and you know, people complain, like, oh, he was a terrible actor and a terrible character, and you know, all he was was mopey and stuff. I'm like, you got, you don't, it's like, are you fucking blind? Do you not <laughs> see what's going on? Like, yeah. he's, everybody says he's, like, the worst character in the movie, and I'm almost like, he's the best character in the movie. You know, he's, he's so 100% the best on. villain. He's the best villain oh, out of far. all of Star Wars. Like By far, you know. It's like that, it's like, I mean, Kylo Ren in debate about his character can pretty much be summed up into that last battle with with Finn and Rey. You know, you know yeah. a lot of people are looking at that and like, you know, he's supposed to be this strange Sith who, you know, is super badass and, and he killed all these Jedi. And For the blah, record, blah, blah, he's blah, not blah. a Sith. Yeah. He's still an apprentice. Yeah. Still an apprentice. But, you know, so why does he lose these two untrained people, you know, and, go, of course, goes into the other controversy I, I'm sure we'll tackle here in a little bit about whether uh, Ray is a bit of a Mary Sue or not, but, um, you know, and, and saying that, you know, basically he's, he's like you said, he's a bitch. He, he doesn't lose, he loses too easily, you know, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, it's, you know, the way I see it is, like, the complete opposite, as we've talked yeah. about on Facebook. Like, he just got shot in the gut with a fucking bowcaster, something <laughs> that we've seen multiple times in the movie, straight up just blows other people up. <laughs> he takes it, he doesn't even flinch, he just gets down on one knee and goes, ow, this kind of hurts, and then stands yeah. back up. And then he gets sliced, like, five or six times. Mm-hmm. What I also... And he's bleeding everywhere, yeah. and he's just like, I don't... Sh- and he still yeah. barely loses, and only loses <laughs> because he doesn't want to kill her. So yeah. what I what I do want to say is that they is that technically nobody has training in lightsaber fighting. Luke didn't get any training, so if he taught Kylo, Kylo didn't have any training. So Ray didn't have any training. So it's literally just people without it having training just well beat the, at each other. That's where it comes in is who who Experience. is. Yeah, who's experienced yeah. and who isn't? Like, well, who's Snoke? Does he have Snoke? Is I like Snoke? Snoke, yeah. Is is he somebody who would have had training? Not in lightsaber if dueling. So, 
Well, we don't know. Oh, no, we, we, that's we, the thing. Are we talking about Snoke right now? Because I'm super excited about Snoke. He's literally yeah, my favorite that's character. The thing. Nobody knows who Snoke is. It, that's the thing. Okay. So. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, they're, they're in regards to lightsaber training. Because if they're going to parallel right, like right, this, right. like they have, you know, he's obviously going to be saying, an he, an Snoke em- might have had training, and if he mm-hmm. did, he could have trained re- even, Kylo in it. Even if he did, he's still within the veins of the Emperor. Uh, in the sense of like spooky guy who uses force, uh, Yoda guy who uses force. <laughs> that's right? pretty much. I don't know, that's pretty true. And and uh, and that's I'm, what I mean. That's like, like it, how do you describe the Sith in one line? Spooky, spooky guy, guy who uses the force. <laughs> but that, I, I am betting that <laughs> I am betting that Snoke is the dark side version of Yoda. Just he's gonna be a real small dude. <laughs> but that's like, I, mean, I, I was on board with that for a while because I really want the Wizard of Oz twist. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's just step behind the curtain. Yeah. He's like three feet tall. Yeah, and that's the that's the whole thing is like, you know, um in regards to just lightsaber duels, the the stronger you become as a as a Jedi or a Sith or whatever, the less you use your lightsaber. That's that's what it's supposed to be. Um so yeah. if we were to assume that uh that, you know, Snoke is a master level, just like Yoda they don't rely on their lightsabers anymore, so they don't fight anymore. So, you know, just like Yoda, it's just like, I oh, just kind of swing it left and right, and then just hit the laser things, I guess. Kind of like in the training center in the Jedi Temple, uh, back in episode <laughs> two. Wait, but you Luke was trained also... how to use a lightsaber. No, I'm, what, I'm saying is like, what I'm saying is, like, he eventually weaned himself off of it and didn't train them to do crazy gymnastic stuff. And mm. same thing with Kylo Ren. That you're not going to... Tri- the the Jedi is with the mind, so uh, even with that, uh, Luke was still not tra- uh, trained in how to use a lightsaber. He was trained more with his mind from Yoda, so he yeah. would be more strong with mental capacity uh, stuff. So with Kylo Ren, uh, you know, the Force is not just lightsabers; it's the other stuff. So you're trained with the other stuff, and with that, you know, that's why. Uh, I think like he wouldn't have the experience of a lightsaber duel because there's nobody to to duel with, you know what I mean? There's I no one that. to train with. That's my whole thing. Is like the stronger you get, the yeah. less you become. You know, Palpatine yeah. even he was like he's like oh I just have this just to uh, just because just the bullshit. <laughs> you know, he even says that. Uh, yeah. You know, and and, and even and on, yeah. And on the other hand too, I, like you said, not necess- just because you haven't used a lightsaber doesn't mean you're going to automatically be useless with it, too. I yeah. Mean, yeah. The movie did a good job of, of showing that both Finn and Ray mm-hmm. had experience with, you know, melee weaponry. I mean, it, if you look at the expanded stuff that's come out about the movie, you know, using that kind of um, force baton or electric baton thing that uh, Mr. Bada Stormtrooper used, it's something pretty much all of them should be trained to do. And so, you know, Finn would at least have that, and then Ray, she did some badass stuff with that staff of hers. So yeah, I mean she's been using a staff. Like we, it's established that she knows some kind of bojutsu with the yeah. with the staff. So like, it's not that far from just holding a stick and like swinging it around. Yeah. I just like, it's just a, yeah. it's just half of it you can't. Touch. I just Don't want her. To, yeah. I want her to have a, a a staff saber by the end of the trilogy, like Darth Maul. But oh, she's got super dope. Because, like, you know, she has a staff, so I want her to be able to do that. I feel like she's going to just because Why that, not? like, the staff saber is the trademark of the consular type Jedi, and 
from from the old Republic period, and Disney has made it very clear that they absolutely adore the Knights of the Old Republic stuff. So I feel like that's going to be something that that little, you know, uh, throwback to it is that she's going to end up with that that staff thing. Plus, it just looks badass, and you don't give you know, this. You could have given her anything, and, and a very clear looking staff. Like I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I see yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're, 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 just, they're just prepping us for it for when it does have yeah. to with, bring out a lightsaber press the other button oh it's on now yeah. but with uh, <laughs> with uh, powers I like how they introduced a couple of new ones like uh, like reading minds like before yeah. it was just like you could get a feeling of what they were like what someone's thinking but not really know what they were thinking or dig into their brains so Kylo Ren yeah. Kylo's like, powers are cool as fuck Kylo's yeah, powers. Yeah, I mean, I'm like the freezing yeah. thing was yeah. amazing. The fr- like just the, how that the freaking how the, force stasis, whatever yeah. that, that is, that thing like, kind of wiggled. The, the force, mm-hmm. the way they use force throughout the whole movie, like it's definitely. Uh, I think, like you said, Sergio, this is a new breed of Jedi who are definitely using their powers a lot more. Yeah, and yeah. I'm loving what they're doing with it. It's not the old Jedi restrained. You know, yeah. we we got a couple of neat tricks here and here, but that's about it. Like. Everybody who uses the Force in this movie does so in a badass as fuck way. So I'm yeah. like super excited to see more of that. You know, Force fighting and you know, one, you know, Force versus Force mm-hmm. dueling and things like that. Yeah. Because which makes me excited for Snoke to see him use do stuff yeah. other than electricity. You know what I mean? Oh, like force fire or something. Oh, I just want I just want this to turn into like straight up anime. Like <laughs> Avatar like a, a, for, a force key battle. Yeah. We've like, already seen like the airbenders with force push. And then a tentacle comes and, out of his hand and goes into his own vagina. What? <laughs> of course. Hentai. Hentai. Well we keep mentioning Snoke. Let's talk about him a little bit more, I guess. Let's talk about Snoke. Snoke. You know, the movie doesn't tell us really anything about him. Everyone has their so, theories. So we can only talk about our theories about who Snoke is. He's a vending machine operator from Tatooine. That's exactly what he is. Case closed. Problem solved. <laughs> yep. Problem Moving solved. on. Uh, <laughs> Shane, what is your thoughts of Snoke? I am going to say that he is a ancient Sith who is stuck on the outskirts of space. Word. So he's actually stuck on whatever planet he's on and can't technically escape it. So he uses the Knights of Ren as his, basically... Surrogates? Yeah, surrogates. And he's using them in order to basically give himself power. Because I'm guessing his game plan is to basically use them to kill tons of people and then feed off of all of that energy and power to escape whatever jail cell he's in, I guess. So, are you saying that he's on the quest for unlimited power? <laughs> I, I would say he's he's going for it. He's going for that unlimited power. I think someone someone said, like, what if he was a guy, like an ancient Sith, yeah. Uh, possibly Plagueis, as some a lot of people are saying. Who uh, played the long? Who's playing the long game? Who like since like his fake death has mm-hmm. been playing everything uh, up to this point? And I think that's a that's a really yeah, that, yeah that's a neat way to tie the prequels together 
and to kind of redeem him a little bit because even if the yeah. that like uh trading whatever uh could have been part of his uh, grand master plan that would make kind of sense that yeah that's the big theory is that he is uh palpatine's master Plagius, which I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing, but close enough. You are. And 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 like you were is it Plagueis? Plagueis. 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 Okay. Plagueis. They always mispronounce names, so whatever. But the <laughs> you've idea been calling that me he... You've been calling me Sir Gaio. I don't understand. Yeah. Sir Gaio. <laughs> and Jordan Jordan. 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 Zor you know, Zordon. Jordan. Zordon. You've yeah. been calling him Zordon. Zordon. Wait, your name isn't Cody? Oh fuck! <laughs> no, his name is Kid Cuddy. He's, he's the rapper. Yeah, that's right. He he's not been good since his first album. Go on. Hey hey hey! Shots fired. Pew pew. Um, that's lasers fired actually. But yeah, that's that's the theory is that like you were saying, Sergio is that he you know, Plagueis, his call to fame was that supposedly he figured out how to. Overcome death, death you know, yeah. bring people back to life. So if he could do that, why couldn't he bring himself back to life? And you know, some people, uh, I, I believe the theory is that he, he was even the one who kind of accidentally created Anakin by his experiments with the Force. So that would, you know, be I'm your grandfather because as we all know, Anakin just kind of magically happened. Yeah, and he didn't have yep, a father, yeah. so he's a Force baby. And if it really is Plagueis, yep, and he, you know his ability to cheat death, right? Uh, who's to say? Because there are rumors. All right, there are rumors that uh, Hayden Christensen uh, uh, has been on set. I've seen these rumors. So I know. Stupid. I'm just saying, if it's true. Then there, because there are rumors that Vader's going to come back, and if that's true, oh good lord, no! If this is true, then that's how he can bring back Anakin, not yeah. Vader. Oh, Vader Force, not Vader. I think Vader will come back just in the form of like inside Kylo's brain at most. Yeah. Oh man, how pissed would you be, Shane, if he brought back Han Solo and he's the main character of the last movie? <laughs> but that—that's okay. Here we, it's theory time. All right. That's we found, the your, major we found his body and put him in carbonite. That, okay, that, this ties into the major theory of Kylo Ren and his whole shtick is the idea that the reason he is always seeming so conflicted is because he's not actually a dark you know, person. He's not a Sith. Well, he's the not. The theory is yeah. that he is a... Uh, you know, he's kind of doing the, the role that Luke played very shortly. He's playing the long game. third... Yeah. Well, the idea is that he's going, yay. Everybody in the past who's taken down a Sith Master was their apprentice. <laughs> Maybe the idea, way to take down Sloke is to do it from the inside. And, you know, yeah. Vader did the same thing, and Luke did that as well, and, and back, you know, backwards more and more and more. And the idea is that gaining that, you know, he's, he's on the inside, gaining the strength, gaining the power to eventually get rid of Sloke, which, uh, that, you know, He's perfectly into, again, Knights of the Old Republic, that, you know, theory that a lot of people think Disney saw that and were like, oh, shit, that's a great idea. Let's do that whole story, but in the movies, and we'll just call it something differently where, you know, and, and uh, you know, that that's why he's always so torn up inside is because he doesn't want to do these fucked up things, but he's got to play the part. You know, it's it's mm. he's almost comically evil 
And some of the things he does, you know, when, no. you know, when he's just like, when they show up at the village, he's just like, yeah, whatever, kill everybody. He's for not no comically reason. evil. That's you, so just comically he's, evil. He's not comically everybody. evil. You know who's comically <laughs> evil? Hux. Hux is comically evil. Oh my god, yeah, he is. And oh, I'm, yeah. by the way, I'm a Nazi! He should have said. Because <laughs> 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 that was Nazis, the craziest yeah. speech I'd ever seen. And I but, enjoyed it because it was so over the top and but, dumb. Real quick, but real quick, that's the idea, though. It's like you were saying is, if he's he wants to team up with you know Sloke slash uh, Plagueis, learn how to bring people from the dead, and then it's like you know all all these people I killed, it's not a big deal because I'll just bring Han back to life. I'll go back to that village and make all those corpses come back to life. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. He just he just rules a zombie army of force demons. Yeah, pretty much. He rebuilds the space, the Star Killer base, and uses it to bring all the planets back. With the, with the help of the reanimated corpse of Captain Phasma, he, uh, he goes and finds the seven Dragon Balls and wishes everyone back. Well, I mean, if they learn to bring people back to life, that that are we going to get a cameo from TR eight R? He's going to return. Traitor! They bring him back to life, and he's immediately like, "Traitor!" Like, "Oh shit, I got to kill him again." Let's like, "Nah, he's not worth it. We're going to leave him dead." Right. Like in in the stingers for the next movie, like after the credits, is going to have the the um. The Revenge of the Sith scene when Vader comes, you know, comes into being, but instead it's, it's the Stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we all expect it's supposed to be Kylo Ren who's getting the Vader treatment because of all its injuries, but nah. Kylo saw that guy and he was like, that guy's kind of a fucking badass. Let's bring his body back with us. Yeah. And then, like, Kylo's, like, talking to him, like, are you okay? Do you remember anything? He's like, uh, I, I remember us fighting the traitor. All he Kylo's says is like, just, traitor! <laughs> it's like, and, then, and then Kylo's like, but he's still alive. And then the Stormtrooper's like, no! Traitor! traitor! I just want him to turn into, like, the fucking Groot of Star Wars. All he says is traitor. That's all he can speak. So, well, I think he remembers. He's like Frankenstein's monster. You just bring him back to life. <laughs> Traitor! Traitor! All stitched together and he's everything. The, he's the bad guy in the last movie. It's all him. It's all a ruse. So, he, he has yeah. like pieces of Phasma's armor on himself. One of the uh, scenes that I wish wasn't cut from the film was when Snoke is talking to Kylo and even acknowledges... Because, you know, in in the film that we got, they never acknowledge whether or not Kylo knows about his granddad turning to the good side. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, and yeah. in one of the scenes that were cut, Snoke is supposed to say, that's why your grandfather was weak, because he uh, is at the end, compassion and sentiment is what uh, destroyed him. You know what I mean? So, like, that would have been great just to see how that affected him. Um, yeah. You know, like... Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like, like uh, they're, like... Uh, I I think Kylo Ren does well for what he's for where he is, and I I like him. I just feel like those little things would have been so much more added into it. Like there's another scene that was cut where he's sitting inside of the Millennium Falcon, uh, in the dri- in the driver's seat, and like that would have added a lot. Like that silent scene of him mm-hmm. just like in his old home, essentially. You know what I mean? Like I like that's what I mean personally when I wanted it to slow down so that it could have those moments like Snoke talking to him about his uh, grandfather being bad. I mean, turning good, ultimately, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, because, like, then, you know, then, like, you can, like, hinting at him maybe having that past that you're uh, insinuating, Cody, like, would be more, would be great. Yeah, because those scenes that you're talking about are perfect. They fit Mm -hmm. 
perfectly into that theory, you know, especially like you were saying with with him and Vader, like that was one of the things people always thought was really interesting is, you know, why is he, besides the family link, it's really strange that he's worshipping Vader of, of all people. It's a very strange Sith person to be going after, this guy who did ultimately turn on the Sith. Yeah, your uncle is is telling you stories of how he killed billions of people. <laughs> and then you're well, just... I mean, that, that fits into it, <laughs> evil side, but, you know... I'm just saying, like, he, yeah. then he's just like, yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> but, 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 I mean... But, I mean at the, Man, my at the grandpa same... was such a badass! <laughs> but, I mean, at the same time, like, at the end of Jedi, there, there were only three people in that room. Yes. Luke, Vader, and the Emperor. Yeah. Like, no one else was there to see Vader yeah. turn yeah. to the good no side. No one else, but Snoke acknowledges it, and he, well, he was going to in the original cut. And mm-hmm. uh, and he learns, and Kylo already knows about it from Luke and Snoke. So you mean so yeah. there are ultimately four people that know of this. Um, you know, I don't know, I don't know if uh, like how much Han and Leia know out of it, but I know those four for sure know it. So it's like you know, bada bing, bada boom. I thought it was a myth. Yeah, but I, I feel like for Snoke knowing, it might have been those things like, I felt it in the Force. You know, because people can do that, apparently. Yeah, Cause like, well, yeah he says sh- that you, there was an awakening in the Force. I'm like, you would have yeah. felt, if he was alive, especially if he's, you know, played just hanging out in the background, waiting, he would have felt Vader dying and then, you know, Emperor dying as well. He would have known, like, oh, yeah. shit, something happened there. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, Luke sitting on his island by himself, he knows that Han is yeah, dead. Yeah, he does. Yeah, know? that's the, one of the big theories. Like, that explains why R2-D2 wakes up, is that he's going, oh, shit, Han just died. Oh, shit's hitting the fan. Time to wake up the robot. Uses the Force. And R2-D2 very conveniently wakes up and says, hey, guys, I got a map. Uh, what's this? Which, J. Actually, J. no, there you go. There's the Deus Ex Machina. No, J- <laughs> J- waking up. J.J. Abrams Nobody actually... Nobody downloaded it, like, R2-D2's computer. <laughs> J.J. Abrams <laughs> explains that scene, uh, and the way he explains it is, I, it's, a, it's a bad explanation, but this is what he says what essentially happened. When BB-8 first meets him, and he's in, high, and he's in the coma state, right? You know, and he's just, yeah. like, in low-power mode. bb is essentially saying, hey, I got the other plan, son. Let's do this. And so that starts a chain reaction within R2-D2 to slowly start turning on, and it takes that long for him to turn on. That's too convenient. Yeah, like, I'm just the idea that that's what, what I said. It's that, like a, it's kind know, of a dumb, smoke. it's kind of a dumb uh, explanation. And he even's like, yeah, it was kind of a dumb uh, reason, <laughs> but that's why. Yeah. Either that, or they could have just had C three PO say, "Oh, he's in low power mode because he's compiling the map to find Luke." <laughs> yeah, that would have made a hell of a lot more sense right there. <laughs> yeah, like just said, "Oh, okay, sure, fine." Anyway, is there any other things we need to talk about, or is that it? Because we hit on um, pretty much everything. We we didn't really talk about uh, Ray being a Mary Sue. What is a Mary Sue? Explain that to me. <laughs> okay, well, I, the, basically the controversy is over what you know how she is a bit on the uh, overpowered side of things. Oh, she's uh, especially when it comes to the force. Is that what Mary Sue stands for? It's, it's for the most part, yeah. you know, it's it's the general concept of you know female characters being given too much power or whatnot, and and just like look at me, I'm a badass female. I don't care. Which that theory, I don't really 
agree with in Ray's case. I'm fine with I'm it. Fine. I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine with I, it. Word, I mean, her force <laughs> powers are extreme, but it's, I feel like this is yeah. one of those things where we have to wait and see the full picture. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I feel like it's almost guaranteed she's going to end up being Luke's daughter, and then that'll explain a lot of things. I like so. I like the other idea that she's Obi Wan's well, granddaughter. I'm on the that I'm on board like with Obi Wan. Theory, yeah, if it's gonna be that, related I would to like something, because it's it's too easy to be Luke's, and yeah. I would hate yeah. for them to do that. The, I think the Luke thing just comes into it from you know moments that you know they talk about the lightsaber. It, it was Anakin's, it was Luke's. Now it's choosing you, and you know talking about seeing things in your eyes, and and, and you know I've seen those eyes before, and um, yeah. I think the other one too was just the. Uh, the idea that uh, I, when they wiped out the expanded universe, for whatever reason, they kept Mara Jade as a potential person to bring back, and so that's where people are going, oh, okay, because Mara Jade is Luke's wife, so you know why would he well, need? Well, didn't they just <laughs> announce the other day that the Chuck is the lead character in Rogue One? It's gonna be Luke's love. Or potential. I did not hear this. What? Yeah. You guys need spill, to go spill the do beans, some research. No, yeah. tell me exactly what you know. <laughs> the lead female well, character. Th- th- this might be something. This might be something we should talk about during our Rogue One spoiler no! cast next year. You're not <laughs> going to do this to me. Tell me what it is now. The lead female character who is in Rogue One is potentially the love interest that Luke. Eventually falls in love with him. That's the yeah. dirty one. Oh, I got it. I got it. Uh, Luke falls in love with this girl, and then he put he uses the force to make a baby, a baby inside of the <laughs> woman. Yes. So it's another immaculate conception thing. <laughs> you gotta, and that's why Ray's so powerful because she's made of pure I'm force. Just saying, you gotta wrap those metachlorians before you tap it. <laughs> If you if you if, if you if you if you cut Ray, it's just metachlorians pour out. Yeah, I just want to say I'm excited as hell to see where they go with both Kylo and Ren, or both Kylo Ren and Ray go from yeah. here because like like we talked about, you know, they both clearly have some badass, uh, you know, uh, connection to the Force with a lot of potential yeah. to do some really cool stuff from both of them. You know, I. You know, with with how badass Kylo Ren was, with all his injuries and stuff, I'm really excited to see him at 100. percent You know, not not holding, not all, you know, torn up inside about his dad. Not you know, realizing, hey, I can't convert her, so I'm just gonna kill her now. <laughs> and, and you know, getting some cyborg upgrades and whatnot. I'm sure. I just thought it was he awesome. He got some ass kicked, and and then of Ray, of course. Yeah. As well, I loved his like I, chest you know. hit, like hitting yeah, his wound. Yeah, the chest hit was great. Where he's hitting his wound, he's just like, "I'm gonna make That's this such pain a hurt thing. me." Yeah, it's so perfect. Yeah. He's using the pain to be- become more powerful, which also yeah. makes him such a wannabe. You know what I mean? Like he's like, ah, ah, you know what I mean? By doing that, yeah. which is great. You know, yeah. the the thing I'm looking forward to the most for the next movies is that you know, since the Force Awakens is just a retread of a New Hope, and it takes elements of Empire and Jedi. That means for the next two movies, it's going to be completely new stuff, probably. Hopefully. Yeah, you know. Hopefully. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to like what, yeah. what, what they're going to yeah. do to just and I have subvert all of our expectations. Yeah, I have director for wait. the next movie. Mm-hmm. Who, who? Yeah, what do you direct? Uh, Godzilla. Uh, Ryan Johnson, Johnson, right? Yeah. Godzilla. Looper. Kickass. Oh, Looper. Yeah. 
I just I just can't wait for the I'm sure this like it's just gonna be like a complete one you know, keep one upping each other with crazy force mm-hmm. shit. You stop the laser bolt, uh I'm gonna stop the Death Star <laughs> or something like you just I just wanna see just crazy force stuff happening from both mm-hmm. of them. Because I feel like that was one of the things with Kylo Ren too, is is he I feel like people don't give him credit. I feel like he very quickly realized how powerful Ray is. And that, because you can see that, as soon as he realizes she got out of her restraints and used a mind, you know, a mind trick, and he, he was in her head. Yeah. He knew she had no idea what the force was anything, and she's already figured that out. I just love that, yeah. you know, when he's running around the ship, like, holy shit, fucking find her! <laughs> like, yeah. The longer she's out, the worse, like, oh my god, do you have any idea how powerful she is? Find her now! Like, if we don't find her, she can just mind control half the fucking base! Go, go! <laughs> I, love I that want that scene. movie now. I want, I want it, yeah. that movie. That's, That's what I wanted to see too. is just her like going around, just like wait, it worked on one person. How about two? And then like three, and then she's got like half the fucking stormtroopers with her. Like that would be amazing. <laughs> like, That's how you take out a base. You don't use fighter tricks. You just mind control everybody. Because fuck you. And with that, thank you all so much for listening to. The Pixelflix Podcast Special Edition Star Wars The Force Awakens Spoiler Cast. Uh, it's been a long one, guys, so I hope you enjoy this. Um, if you have anything you want to add to what we talked about here, if you have your own theories, please you know, send us your emails. Uh, email, uh, email us, tweet at us, PixelflixPod. Uh, you'll find us on YouTube and Twitch and all these good things. And listen to the credits after, the, after this thing that says everything more clearly. And yes, uh, so, uh, for Sergio Lopez, uh, Cody Franklin, Shane Carpenter, I'm Jordan Pollard. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you guys next time, I guess. We're talking next time. I don't know. Bye. Mix of Clicks podcast was created by Cody Franklin, Sergio Lopez, Shane Carpenter, and Jordan Pollock. The intro and outro music is called Dancing is Permitted by Tectonic. Do you like the show? Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitch, and subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes. Just search for Pixel Clicks Podcast. While you're on iTunes, rate us and leave us comments so more people can find us. And read our articles on pixelatedgeek.com. Just look for our names on the byline. Send us your questions, comments, and other things to pixelclickspodcast at gmail.com, and we might read them on the air. To see this week's shirt and get notifications of videos, follow the show on Twitter at pixelclickspod. That is pixelclickspod because we could not fit the cast. Cody Franklin is at Cody underscore Franklin underscore. Sergio Lopez is at Yes Sergio. Shane Carpenter is at Cartoonic21. And Jordan Pollock is at Jordan is a bear. idea took all the laser guns off of the x-wings put bowcasters on them <laughs> it'll work perfect just like no just like fucking put like all a bunch of wookies just wrapped around the, like the guns just like like they're got a harness on and li-
actually just flying in, and you hear four Wookiees in a chorus, and pew pew pew. <laughs> Everything is fucked. We don't even need the Death Star. We just need a really big bowcaster. <laughs> 